Rookie Designer 120. The topic for today was actually sent in by one of our listeners, and I think it's a really good thing to talk about. And it kind of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about in the last episode, which is knowing when to speak up, knowing when to make your voice heard in the business place. And uh, so the topic for today, we're going to be talking about the different positions that you might have in a business or in, on a marketing team or whatever it might be. And more specifically, the senior designer role as compared to the junior designer role, what those roles really maybe are supposed to mean and what they end up meaning some other times, you know, it might be different and how to deal with those, those differences that you might find in your workplace. So that's what we'll be talking about today. We just start off by thanking everybody for tuning in. Thank you for downloading the podcast, subscribing, however you get it. Uh, I really appreciate that you guys uh, still dial me up here and listen to what I have to say. Uh, It means a lot to me and definitely keeps me going on this thing. So thank you for that. Also, thank you to those of you who have been spreading the word about Ricky Designer. Uh, I always like to ask that you guys tell any of your friends, coworkers, people that you go to school with, anybody that you think might be able to utilize the information that comes from this podcast, uh, just go ahead and show them where it is. Give them a link, um, put out a little Twitter message, uh, retweet the the tweets that I have. Uh, All of you you who have been doing that, I really appreciate it and thank you so much. Um, Also, to those of you who have been sending in emails, once again, I've gotten behind on that, on uh, responding to them, but I really, really appreciate everybody that sends in emails. Um, If you want to send in your own email to me with a topic or just, you know, anything you want to talk about, a question, anything, you can send that to rdpodcast at gmail.com. That's rd as in rookie designer, rdpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I really appreciate the topics and it really makes my job a lot easier. Again, I know what you guys want to hear about then. And uh, it also gets me off my ass and and into the recording um, quote unquote studio. But it gets me going and uh, gives me something good to talk about. Gets me excited about talking about something because I know somebody is maybe having a problem or has a question about something. So that really, uh, it really motivates me. So thank you for that. And uh, that's definitely what happened for today's episode. And I think it was a really, really good question and something that maybe I wouldn't think of because I don't always, you know, encounter all the problems, all the issues that you guys might run into in your job because my job's a lot different. Um, Again, I work by myself primarily and I don't run into issues of working with other people, which I know is a big issue all the time. So uh, definitely if you have things like that, and we're going to go through and read this whole letter and you'll see kind of an example of what's going on there. If you have anything similar that you have questions about, definitely send it in to me and uh, we'll, we'll make it a podcast episode. Um, Not much news going on otherwise. Um, On the website front, everything's pretty much just staying stagnant right now. Uh, I talked a few episodes back about um, hopefully having some improvements for that um, over the, the new year maybe into January or something like that. I think I talked about December before. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but I've been playing around with some uh, some different website tools. Uh, I built another website uh, using a CMS tool, and that's probably the direction I'm going to go with the Rookie Designer site. Try and get everything combined into one area here. So we have all our Rookie Designer 
app clinic and all the stuff that goes along with that all on one site to where you can just uh, go there and get all your information, hopefully get some, uh, some useful, useful information and, and maybe some downloads, things like that, kind of build up the site to where I wanted it to be in the first place. And also ha have some other people uh, contributing to that as well. I'd like to get some other people in to, to help me out finally. And I've already had some volunteers. So if you're interested in that, you know, just shoot me an email. Um, if maybe you'd like to maybe write some kind of blog entries or anything like that, um, I'm definitely going to be looking for that kind of thing. So just let me know on that one. And hopefully that thing, hopefully it won't be too long before I can get that thing up and going. But uh, like I said, probably over somewhere over the end of the year to the new year, we're going to be shooting for that. Other than that, uh, we just have our sponsor, which is GoToMeeting. And with GoToMeeting, you can do more and travel less. And you do this by hosting meetings online. Uh, no more asking people to drive out or fly out to where you are so that you can all sit in the same meeting room and look at the same boring slides. You can, you can actually just start a meeting with a click of a button on your own computer. They can join the meeting through their browser and see everything that's going on on your desktop. So you can show them everything on your computer. You talk to them over the phone or over voice over IP at the same time so that you can you know, explain your ideas and show them, show them to them at the same time. It's very handy. So if you work with a lot of clients, if you do freelance and you work with clients in other areas, this is a great thing. Plus you pay one flat rate and you meet as many times as you need to. So if you want to check that out, just go to this URL, gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. And you'll be able to try it out for free for 30 days. All right, so before we get started, uh, a special shout out of thanks to Stefan, who is the person that sent in this uh, the email that is going to be the topic for today. And I wanted to just start out by actually reading the, uh, the email that was sent in. Kind of sets the stage for, for what topic we're going to be talking about. So it says, uh, hey Adam, I have a problem regarding my senior designer. I just graduated from college and got a job at a company as a junior designer in their marketing division. I have a couple of issues with the senior. She has been in the business for many years, pre-computer days, and I feel the way she designs is weak. She is, not, she is not at all on top with trends and is stuck in her old ways. I feel like I'm not learning anything from her. Time and time again, she is coming to me to show her how to use certain tools in all the Adobe products. One current example I have is last week I spent close to two hours showing her how to do opacity masks and explain what the gradient mesh tool does. Her work tends to be boring and undynamic and works at a snail's pace. I also find her work ethic not as great. She comes in late and is the first one to leave. The art director, time and time again, assigns me bigger and bigger products, i.e. trade show booths and full product branding. The director tells me to go nuts and design whatever it may be, but the senior likes to butt in and tell me how to do it, and she tries to take over the project. Out of compliance, I do her concept but the art director and VPs and stakeholders time and time again take my work over hers. Ever so slowly, I get annoyed by the senior. Every hour or so, she's in my cube asking me questions about tools or issues she's having with the design. She also is now trying to mimic my design style, and she also comes to me to review her work. What I'm getting at with this, how do I approach this? What is the role of the senior? I'm new to the workforce and the industry. Is the senior supposed to teach me new things and keep up with trends, or is it my job as the junior to do so? The impression I got was the senior was to be like a mentor to the junior and aspire, inspire them. 
So once again, thank you, Stefan, for sending this in. I think this is an example of probably something that happens a lot of different places. And it is, it's, it's, it's got to be a little shocking when you come just out of school and you, you're new to the workforce. You haven't been in this environment where you're working with other people and you really just don't know how things are supposed to work. And I would put the, the quotes around supposed to because things don't always work out the way that they're supposed to. Uh, you should know that just from life in general. But, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, organizations out there where people don't exactly do what they're supposed to be doing. And the longer you get out there and work in the workforce, especially if you work for larger companies, and I, I have a bias to that because that's kind of the company that I work for. I've kind of been through both phases of it, actually, because my company, when I first started there, was more like a startup. There was probably only about 25 to 30 people in the whole company. Now we are well over 100 employees, and I see, I've see i seen it kind of that transition from startup business into you know big business. With big business, though, and those of you who work in big business, you'll know this, there are definitely some people who really shouldn't keep their jobs. You know, They really just kind of uh, do only what's necessary to keep their job. And, uh, you know, they do things like that. They show up late, they leave early, they, uh, they only do, you know, the bare minimum of what they need to do. And they do that very slowly, you know, so that they don't get more work thrown on them. So the, these are common things that you're going to find. And, and not everybody has the same work ethic. And whether they're a senior designer or a junior designer, it doesn't really matter. I mean, of course, you're supposed to be held to a higher standard if you're a senior designer. But sometimes people become senior designers just because they've been at the company for longer. And perhaps they were the junior designer and there was a senior designer. And instead of, you know, when the senior designer left, instead of that company putting out, you know, putting out on the wire, hey, we need a new senior designer, they actually just promoted the junior designer, whether they deserve that job or not, just because they were the one, the one that was left there. So, you know, I don't know exactly what the case is going on here at your work, but it sounds like something may have happened similar to that. So, first of all, I mean, in an ideal world, the senior designer should indeed have more knowledge uh, on, you know, tools at least, but also industry trends, you know, anything that you need to know as a junior designer, you should be able to go to your senior designer and at least get some kind of information from them. It doesn't mean they're going to know everything. It doesn't mean that you're not necessarily, you might know things that the senior designer doesn't know because you just came out of school and they've been, you know, the difference between school and the things you learn there and the difference between that and the things that you learn while you're actually out in the workforce working, two completely different things. I mean, you can get certain kinds of information in school that you just don't get anymore just by working because all you learn when you're when you're out there working is things related to the projects that you're working on um, or anything else that you decide to teach yourself through you know reading blogs or, or reading news or you know taking some training whether it be from books or or taking a class a night class or something like that so those are the only ways that you learn stuff when you're actually out in the workforce it's usually just things that are related to okay i have this project how am i going to do this oh i need to learn a couple of things here and there to make this project go um, when you're in school of course a different thing because you don't really know what you need to learn yet they're teaching you the essentials of what they think that you're going to need and that doesn't always mesh with you know maybe you get into a job and there's things that you don't you didn't learn in school that you need to learn so there's there's 
two co- kind of really different different things going on there. So it's not to say that when you get into that job and you're a junior and you have a senior designer working above you, that they're necessarily going to be able to answer every single question that you have for them. Uh, so I, I don't think we should expect that. But like I said, they should have a base knowledge that is you know, larger than yours, especially if they've been in the industry for many years. They should have experience built up to be able to answer your kind of questions. Um, as far as people who are pre-computer days, that's kind of a different thing too. Uh, You're not going to find that too, too often where you have these people that were from the pre-computer days that don't really know how to use the computers. Unless again, you know, there are cases where people get a job and maybe they've had this job, the same job for 10, 15 years. That doesn't happen all that often anymore. It's more, it's kind of gone the way of professional sports in that, you know, once you gain, you know, four or five years, maybe even just three years of experience, you're a very, uh, you're a very hot commodity. You're like a free agent in sports where you have all this knowledge and all this experience now, and you want to move on to something bigger and better, making more money or working for a, a higher profile of company, things like that. So it, it doesn't happen all that often, but so you will find that some of these people are in these jobs and they've been there forever. And if that's the case, again, you know, all companies don't have mandatory training. Um, if they can get by doing what they're doing, then they're just going to keep doing that, you know, and the, the company isn't necessarily going to say, hey, you know, we have some extra money on the books, maybe you should go to a training. You know, that usually is something that's initiated by the designer themselves saying, hey, I, I need to learn some new things, so send me to this training. Um, one thing on that on that topic that maybe you would bring up to your bosses and Again, this, this kind of gets into that, hmm, should I say something or not? And, and you have to know that. I'm not going to know that. I'm not going to be able to tell that to you. So definitely don't take this as me saying you should go tell your boss this. But maybe there are ways to bring up the fact that your senior designer doesn't know how to use the tools. And, and perhaps that's not actually saying, hey, the senior designer here doesn't know how to use the tools and I have to show them how to do stuff all the time. Maybe it's you know, is there money in the budget for us to go take some classes? And maybe you don't need them, but maybe that's a good way for you to be able to, you know, get that senior senior designer out there and get some training for him or her. Um, so anyways, uh, this this idea that the senior designer is the one with the knowledge and the junior designer is just coming in knows a little bit, but doesn't know everything. I mean, in an ideal world, yes, that's how it would work. But that doesn't always mean that it's going to be that way as you're finding out. When we're talking about whose responsibility it is to bring certain things to the table, um, you really shouldn't have to spend a portion of your day training that person, like I said. But, you know, as far as bringing in new ideas, bringing in new styles, um, industry trends, things of that nature. Again, sometimes the person just coming in, the junior, who's just coming out of college, who's just, you know, just getting used to all this, these kinds of things and has, you kind of have that enthusiasm when you first come out and you're looking at everything and you're saying, oh, this is a great style. Maybe I'll incorporate some of this into my design. Maybe I'll take some of this. And, you know, you come up with these great hybrid styles. You know, sometimes that is going to be not necessarily your responsibility, but sometimes you are going to bring more to the table in in that regard than someone who's been working out there for a while. And again, you'll, you'll realize after you work for a few years 
that it's very easy to get stuck in a rut. It's very easy to design a certain way and really just kind of go back to that well every single time and not bring in those those new trends. And that's where we have to, as designers, make sure that we're doing the right things. We have to make sure that we stay up on these things. And that's why I always point out like websites that we can go to for inspiration. Uh, you always got to look around yourself, you know, in, whether it's in magazines, uh, TV commercials, billboards, anything product design, anything that you're seeing around you is something that you need to take in and say, hey, you know, there's something going on here. I kind of like, you know, the, the way that they did this or that and kind of try and fold that into your design skills. And, and you'll always be able to stay on top of things that way. But the other side of that, that coin is it's very easy to get into uh, kind of a, a mode in which you just kind of do the same things. You're just going through the motions. So, you know, it's not uncommon, I don't think, for uh, a younger person to come into a company and be a little bit more dynamic than the person that's been there for five or 10 years. So uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily blame that person for that. Now, <clears throat> as far as you're saying that this person is now trying to copy your style, that's a little concerning to me. It sounds like this person is kind of just taking the easy way out as far as, you know, you said they had a, a poor work ethic or a poor, yeah, poor work ethic. Uh, they, they work very slowly. They seem to come in late and leave early, things like that. And now you, you are accusing them of actually stealing your design style. It sounds like they're just taking an easy way out. And if that's the case, I mean, what what we're building up to here, I think, and it's it's not in any way to say that that you should be pointing any of this out to your bosses again i mean that's not really your your position to to stand up and say hey this person's not doing their job um but it it's really starting to show through the work from what you said already it sounds like all the higher ups in your company already see you as the design star they already know that that you're doing a better job that you're bringing more to the table than the senior designer is and that's cool um because It'll, it'll tend to work itself out, hopefully. I mean, there are, there are jobs where people have their seniority, and because of that, they're they, they, they always safe. They, they're never going to lose their job to somebody younger because they've been with them for so long and the company is loyal to them and things like that. But, you know, in most cases, if this is a company that wants to move forward, if they want to be dynamic, um, I, I think what we're moving towards here is you're going to find yourself in a, either as an equal to this senior designer at some point, or maybe even taking over their position. Because again, if they're choosing your designs over hers, if they're noticing that your designs are more dynamic, are, are bringing more in terms of new trends and new style, um, and if they're liking that, then they're they're definitely noticing it and i don't think it's it's a case where you need to do anything i think you just need to keep doing what you're doing now there's always going to be annoyances at work and if you have to help somebody every single day of course that's annoying but it's going to be part of your job should it be part of your job probably not as the junior designer you shouldn't have to support the senior designer but you know it's it's not always going to be perfect. We don't live in a perfect world, like I said. So sometimes you're going to have to do these things that, that really shouldn't be part of your job description, but you do them anyways. Uh, I know I certainly have a lot of things like that in my job. Um, I actually support the marketing team, and there's a lot of things that... that people these days, some of them just, just aren't that great with technology. So we use this online tool. Uh, it's It's for tracking leads and sending out emails, 
uh, setting up forms for our website, things like that. And because I am, you know, Mr. Web Guy and I know technology, I end up having to set up half the stuff in this website for them, even though it's stuff, some of it I don't even use. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty annoying. And I've told them before, you know, this really isn't in my job description, but when it boils right down to it, I mean, sometimes you got to do things that, that you don't necessarily want or should have to do. And you just do that because you're a good employee. You know, you do it because it'll help you in the long run. And like I said, you know, sharing information with other people is one of the greatest things ever, even if you don't get it reciprocated. So this this person that you're working with may not be able to teach you much, but you might run into a certain situation that this person has been in before and you need some help and maybe that person will be able to help you. You never know. Maybe they'll never never help you at all, but it doesn't really matter. You being able to share information helps you as well because every time you show somebody how to use a, a tool or, or something in an application, it solidifies that knowledge for you as well. And which is one of the reasons that I started doing, you know, this podcast and the App Clinic podcast, because it helps me to brush up on things. Because when you're in a job, you, you don't use every aspect of the, the applications that you use. You know, you use what you need and you use it the way you need to use it. So it was an opportunity for me to be able to actually brush up on some of the other things that I don't actually utilize all the time. And, and I found it to be helpful that way. Same with this podcast. You know, I talk about certain themes that, um, you know, occur at work, you know, occur when you're coming out of college. And it, it helps me to understand certain things as well. And, and especially when, when people send in letters to me like this, where it's a situation that I've not been presented with, it really, you know, gets my brain working. And, and I start to think, yeah, what would that be like? That would be kind of crazy. So um, I, I think there's no harm in, in having to teach somebody stuff. But if it's impeding your work, of course, yeah. That's when I think that, that a line needs to be drawn. And, and once again, maybe the, the answer to that is going to the higher-ups at your work and asking if you both of you guys can get some training. And, you know, like, like I said, even if you don't need that training, it'll still be good for you. But even better, it'll be good for the other person that you're having to train all the time. And maybe they won't have to come to you so much all, all the time. I think another facet to that as well is the fact that the work that you're doing and the fact that this person is coming to you for knowledge and is, you know, kind of trying to mimic your style, you can tell that this person is nervous. They're nervous that you're going to take their job. And I, I think it's a big compliment that they're actually, you know, coming to you and, and trying to pull things from what you do to make their work better. But I think you have to realize in general terms that, and this happens all the time in all kinds of workplaces, in all kinds of different jobs. You know, the young person comes in from college and the old person that's been there for a while gets nervous because you have new ideas, you have new ways of doing things um, that will someday overtake them. And I don't, I'm not saying that you have to feel sorry for this person, but understand that they're in a different kind of situation as well. And, you know, it doesn't explain things like a bad work ethic or anything like that. But, you know, I, I, think, it's, I think it's okay for you to, to actually reach out to them and, and give them a little help. But at the same time, you know, you're furthering your career and you don't really need to worry about them so much. So if, if everybody's liking your designs better, again, it's going to end up at some point where you're either equal to the senior or you're going to overtake them. And you just need to keep doing what you're doing.
And you mentioned that you uh, you still work with the, the, the senior designer and, and you do some of her concepts. And I, I think that's a great thing to do. I think it's going to benefit you as well, even if her concepts are you know, not the greatest or, or not the best solution to the design problems that you're having. Um, it's, it's still good for you because you want to explore as many different possibilities as you can. And taking every single thing into account is only going to make you a stronger designer. It's only going to make the, the result of your designs that much stronger because you've, you've covered all the bases now. So if you go out and you do all these things, and that's not to say that you need to take, you know, everything out to, to several different phases. But I mean, just taking everything into account when you start thumbnailing or, or you start doing comps is really going to be good for you because it's going to show you, you know, something maybe completely different uh, than what you've been doing yourself. And that, that also helps us when we talk about, you know, trying to not get stuck in that rut is uh, we design a certain way. You know, we have our specific likes, our dislikes, our ways that we do things. So things are going to kind of trend in that way all the time. It's good to have that other person there, even if maybe they're not as strong a designer as you are. They have a different way of doing things. They have different likes and dislikes. And that's going to that's gonna result in you coming up with something completely different, which is good. Because you need to see that other side of things to say, yeah, my way is good. Or maybe there's certain aspects of this other way of doing things that you like to incorporate in what you're doing. So I think, I think in the end, it's going to help you no matter what. Like I said, it doesn't matter, you know, what level they're on or what level you're on. You know, they've been designing for years, but maybe they've been kind of half-assing it for years. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's only, it's only half of what it could be if they actually put in the time. But still, I mean, there might be situations and there might be design aspects that they have that would incorporate nicely into what you're doing as well. So I think you're doing the right thing, though, by, by not just ignoring her and saying, well, you don't, your designs are, are not really up to par with mine and you don't really know what you're doing. So I'm just going to totally ignore what you say. That, that's definitely not the way to do it, but I, I, th- I think you're going about it the right way to incorporate everything that you can. And like I said, it's going to be better for you in the long run because you're going to see a different side to things that maybe you wouldn't have seen if you didn't be, if you didn't work with this person. I think the last piece to this topic is just kind of talking about relations, relations in the workplace. And it's something that a lot of people have trouble with. And, you know, people have different ideas, different ways of doing things. Um, and that, that's really where the problem comes in because most people, you know, you have, you have your own way of doing things, you have your own theories, your own ideas, and you want to stick by that. And when someone else comes in and tells you you need to do something differently, it's just a natural human reaction to be defiant, to not want to do that, to tell them no. And uh, that's where a lot of the problems occur. So when we're talking about senior designers and junior designers, uh, since I, I don't work in a, a place that has this dynamic, I don't really know, you know if there is a standard for you know, the senior designer being the boss of the junior designer, or maybe you both uh, are... Uh, answering to an art director or something like that. I'm sure it's different in, in different organizations, different firms, that kind of thing. But, you know, if you're the junior and there is a senior designer, that to me says that you're, you're at least not equals, not in the company's eyes. 
And that may just be solely because of your amount of experience. Uh, it may just be, you know, that you make different amounts and, and you maybe they treat you like equals, which it sounds a little bit like they're doing that uh, for Stefan here. But I think the thing to remember is, you know, if, if you're dealing with somebody in a position of authority, um, at least, you know, maybe they have authority over you, maybe not directly, maybe they're not your boss, maybe you don't have to answer to them, but they have been there longer, they have the seniority in the company. Uh, it is somebody that, that potentially you need to uh, at least treat with some respect, which I think, uh, obviously, you should do that to everybody, even if they're the, you're equal in the company. But we need to be very careful about how we talk with these people and how we interact with them. Now, it doesn't mean that when they leave your cubicle, you can't roll your eyes and, uh, you know, snicker and send an email to your friend saying how stupid they are. Everybody's going to do that, you know, but when it comes to actually relating to them in the workplace and working with them, I think you always have to take the high road. You know, it, whether it be annoying, you know, that they don't know certain things that maybe they should know, or, you know, maybe they're asking you to do something that you don't necessarily want to do. Uh, it's only going to further your career if you take that high road and just do it anyways. And uh, always, you know, take everybody's opinions into account. Uh, everybody has their own opinion, and it, some of them might be not what you're looking for. Some of them might just be completely bad ideas. But I think you need to take everything into account. First of all, it's going to make them feel a little bit more important, which is good. It's good to make them uh, feel like they're actually making a difference, even if you feel that you're making more of a difference in the company than they are. Uh, it's good to keep them happy because that way they won't be mad and they won't complain about you. The bottom line is you just need to make sure that you, you treat everybody with respect and uh, treat them as though they're your equal or higher than your equal, I guess, maybe in some cases. But, you know, when I work with the, the marketing department at my work, uh, we've run into some snags, you know, and, and generally the big issue is that they can't seem to give us the information that we need in a timely manner. So we have, you know, a build for our website to put all the new information up, new pages, whatever it might be. They want to get in a press release or they want to get in, you know, some, some new articles or something like that. They give it to us the day of the build, which doesn't give us the, the time that we need to get the pages built out, get the content in there, uh, get it all checked in, send it to our testing team to let them look over it, make sure nothing else broke, and then actually get the, the deployment done. Uh, we've been over this millions of times with them of what the stages are of this thing and that it never changes and we always need things, you know, in enough time to get all those steps done, yet every single time they seem to uh, be giving us stuff at the 11th hour or giving it to us in a timely manner, but then trying to change something at the last minute. Um, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And you want to just sit them down and be like, what the hell is wrong with you? I've told you this 10 times already, yet you still keep coming back doing the same thing. But, you know, that's obviously not the way to get something done. That's just going to irritate them. And, uh, you know, I've gotten little spats before with, with people on the marketing team because they just, they don't, they don't get it apparently. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had, occasions where, you know, it, it ended up in somebody sending a nasty email, which is something you never, ever want to do. I mean, going to someone's cubicle and kind of getting in a little tiff with them, that's bad enough, but don't ever do it in an email. 
Because when you send an email, that email is something that somebody has to hold on to now. I still have emails from people in the marketing team that I got uh, probably about half a year, like more than half a year ago, because they, they spoke in a disrespectful way to me. And now I have proof. And I still have that, even though it's that old. I'm going to hold on to that just in case I need to bring that out later. So please, please don't ever send anything like that in an email. I've talked about emailing before. It, it's kind of a, a, it's a trap. When you're mad and you want to send an email, don't do it. You can write your email. Make sure you don't address it to anybody so you don't accidentally hit send. But write that angry email and then delete it and write one when you're more calm. You don't ever want to do that. But um, getting mad at somebody and, and having these, these little arguments, it's not really going to help anybody. You know, you just, you need to go to your separate corners until you have cooler heads and then you can talk about it and you can try and work on it. And there's going to be stupid people in your work all the time. You know, it's something that you can't avoid and you just have to learn workarounds. So when you're having trouble doing something in an application, you, you figure out a way to work around your problem and get to the result that you're looking for. Same thing goes for when you're dealing with these people. Um, people that, that tend to be, tend to hinder your workflow. You have to figure out a way to work around them and maybe exclude them altogether if you can, or work around, you know, their way of working, you know, make something easier for them. So that in turn, you know, I mean, you shouldn't have to change the way that you work to make it easier on someone else. But if making something easier for someone else makes it easier on you too, then that's time well spent. But basically, just just trying to work together with these people, whether they annoy the hell out of you or not, is going to benefit you in the end, and it's going to make for a much better workplace. So just to wrap up, I, hopefully I answered your question, Stefan. I think it was a very good question. And again, I, th I think it's probably something that uh, you're not the only one. There's probably a lot of cases of this going around. Um, there are lazy people out there who just want to pick up a paycheck and they don't necessarily want to do all the work that's involved. Um, but I think you're doing the right things. You should continue to, you know, help in any way that you can, even if that means spending some annoying time training your senior designer, even though that's something you shouldn't necessarily have to do, but just keep doing what you're doing. It sounds like the people at your company know that you're, you're, you're a rising star, that you're going to uh, further their company. And, and like I said earlier, it sounds like you're going to, at some point, be able to ascend to that level where you're at least an equal to your senior, senior designer. And at which point you're probably going to overtake them because it sounds like you know a lot more than they do. As far as what happens if that doesn't happen and, and how long should you wait for that to happen? I can't tell you that. I mean, that's something you have to feel out for yourself. But if you're there for two, three years and you're still the junior designer and you're still teaching the senior designer what, what to do, then that's probably a situation that you need to get out of. At that point, like we said, you're a hot commodity at that point. You know a lot more. Maybe it's time to take your talents to some other company that's going to appreciate you more, elevate you to that senior position, give you more money, give you better projects, things of that nature. But that's something you have to figure out for yourself. And uh, I, I think it's just something to keep in the back of your mind. But as for now, I mean, you just came out of school. You're going to be in that junior position no matter where you go. So I, I think that you can learn a lot, even though you're having to teach a lot to someone and maybe they're not the, the best mentor that you thought you might have. 
uh, it's just not the best situation, but it still can be worked into a good situation. And I, I think you should definitely stick with it and keep doing what you're doing. And it sounds like you're going to be just fine. And he has Baker standing in his way. Two balls and no strikes to Baker. And a ground ball to third. Our website for today is called Core 77. It's a design magazine and resource. I couldn't remember if I put this one up before, but it's it's a very cool one that I can't end up keep going back to all the time. And it's one of those ones where they just have really, really good articles. Um, there are other things on here that you can check out. Uh, they have, let's see what they have, information about design schools that they have in here. Um, they have jobs and portfolios that you can check out. And I'm taking that to mean that you can put your own portfolio up here. But there's a, a job board that you can do. And uh, yeah, it looks like you can sign up and make your own portfolio there as well. But I really love this site for the articles. I think they have great, great writing and uh, great things to check out and look at for inspiration and just information about design itself. And uh, so you should check that out. It's Core77. That's at core77.com. And uh, yeah, just check that out. It's a good resource for you. So just to wrap up, uh, once again, if you could help spread the word about Ricky Designer, that would be awesome. I would really appreciate that. Uh, we are on Twitter, and the the name <clears throat> the name of the Twitter is Ricky Designer. So I put out uh, Twitters or twits every once in a while, and just let you know like what's going on with the podcast, uh, when it's going to go up, when it has gone up. Uh, I also every once in a while find some cool articles or things like that that I post links for, so you can check that out. Um, if you want to retweet some of my tweets about the uh, podcast or the articles that I put up, that would be awesome as well. And that helps spread the word a little bit. Uh, but just letting people know that the, the podcast is here, if you think they'll enjoy it or get something out of it, that's great. Uh, you can send in emails if you have any questions or you want to pose a topic, uh, you want to just tell me anything at all. You can send that to rdpodcast at rookie designer. I'm sorry, rdpodcast at gmail.com. That's rd as in rookie designer rdpodcast at gmail.com and of course you can always find all the information at rookiedesigner.com uh, find the show notes for the shows links things like that uh, I always put the links that I talk about up there as well as the uh, bullpen entries and uh, you can also find the forum up there at rookiedesigner.com slash forum so if anybody wants to go up and talk to other designers there's a bunch up there uh, I haven't been able to get in there myself lately, so I don't know how it's going, but it was a little slow going lately, um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, you can find that at rookiedesigner.com slash forum. And uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for downloading the podcast and supporting what I'm doing here. Uh, I hope this was good information. I hope I answered uh, the question for Stefan and anyone else who might be in a similar situation. Again, I'm, I'm speaking from a bit of inexperience because I haven't been in that particular situation myself, but I have worked in business for quite a while now, and uh, I, I do know kind of the way things work. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I just, just, just remember that these are opinions of mine. It's not me saying I know exactly what's going on and I know exactly how you should handle it. Uh, you always got to size up the situation yourself and, and figure out what's going to be best for you. But uh, I like to just throw my opinions in there as well. And, and hopefully it'll help you make some of the decisions. If, uh, you know, if you're just coming out of school and stuff, you, you might not know how things are, um, again, supposed to work, supposed to being in quotes, um, because it doesn't always work out the way it's supposed to. But, you know, it, hopefully uh, it's just 
another voice to guide you, to, to help you decide what is going to be best for your career. And, and that's really the bottom line here is what's going to be best for you. Um, sometimes you have to Sometimes you have to give to others to make it better for you, but uh, in the end, you're still doing it for you. And, and that's the most important thing. I mean, you, you need your career to grow. You need it to uh, ascend to the level that you want to be at. So anyways, uh, that's going to be about do it for us today. So just remember that everybody's a rookie before they're an all-star. Drive left center field. He might have had it. There it goes.